Welcome back, everyone. Um, this is Who Am I podcast with William and Steve. And today, our topic will be on purpose. Not the purpose of life, but having purpose in your life. So leading a fulfilled life. A meaning, meaningful life. Right. And a wonderful life, <laughs> as the film is. Yeah, it's a classic. Um, so where does meaning come from? Or or let, let's start in the negative way um if what kind of life are you leading if it doesn't have purpose and meaning to it which i would say is very meaning. common <laughs> yeah you have to define meaning don't you <laughs> you have to be like uh, well let's just think of, of some examples like, yeah like what what are people going to through us. if they don't yeah. feel fulfillment in their lives okay that's a good way of putting it because again it, it's, it's down to a personal thing isn't it so it's up to the people to feel if they yeah. feel they've got purpose that's good yeah that's, that, and that defines it it's up to the person to define what to them is meaningful and yeah if, if they don't have that i think people are sad i think i think if people don't have that drive i think they f whether consciously or unconsciously they feel empty and unhappy some people don't need one like there is again there's a diversity in humanity enough that there are people out there that they are i i, I call them um i guess um akuna matata people from the lion king yeah you know what timon and pumba they just you know they're quite happy it doesn't matter no worries for the rest of your days and it's like that they don't need that purpose that drive but some but people do those kinds of people used to make me angry i mean not not actively do but just just trigger something inside of me yeah because yeah. Well, actually, I don't know the reason that much, but but when I try to find a reason, I think it's that I have this expectation that you have to be in control and you can't just let things go and be whatever they want. There needs to be some kind of control. And I'm not sure why I, I felt the need for that, maybe because I was afraid that it would somehow come back to, to uh, cause me some disadvantage if things were not, if, if the ducks weren't all in, in a row the way I wanted them to be, but traveling uh, around my own country and then traveling to lots of other countries has helped me um, broaden my perspective and realizing just how diverse the world is. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and there's still lots of room to expand that, uh, that insights and that knowledge. Um, there's always someone who's, who's done more of it. <laughs> <laughs> like a perpetual traveler, for example. Yeah. Um, but you don't have okay. to travel far to find someone who has a totally different worldview from you. Totally different, yeah. Again, it's <laughs> a difference, isn't it? We, talk, we talked about it in previous podcasts where anything that's different, we tend to struggle with to start off with because we automatically think that because they're one way, they are either wrong or we're wrong, and they're mm. right or we're right. We just assume that there's a right and wrong way to doing things. And again, I've repeated it a thousand times, but again, things just are. Often things just are. It's their way of doing things. This is our way of doing things. And I think that's the first step in a lot of life stuff is being able to just, again, accept and let it go. And I think that gives us a greater understanding of purpose because we can understand and meaningful because we understand what makes someone else's life meaningful. So, for example, you know, as a teenager, um, use personal experience, I guess, my purpose was to do sport. That was that was me. I, I existed on this planet to run and play football and um, 
everything else was kind of like secondary. Um, I did throw myself into like the religious stuff um, in my mid-teens um, with being raised Mormon, um, or LDS. Um, but yeah, that those things gave me purpose. Those things gave me me meaning. And I think that over time we just we just change. We change. Our purposes can change. We um, we start to by seeing other people's where they get meaningful meaning from. If we are open minded enough, we can think, oh, well, maybe I could from that, or maybe something else could be meaningful for me. Um, What's tough is when you lose your mean, the, your purpose. That's an interesting one. Like if you go throughout your life having one or two different things that are meaningful to you, um, like the sport actually, again, we use a prime example, and then you lose your health mm. and that's your meaningful, um, your identity as well, I guess. It kind of, kind of comes to meaningfulness, purpose. Your anchor. They kind of come to, yeah, anchor and they kind of, deal with identity as well um when you lose those that's so what do you go through what what does it feel like when your whole identity is just negated or nullified well you do again for me didn't want to exist like i i i again that emptiness i don't have a purpose anymore you once you don't have if you're someone who craves a purpose or uh, who had driven in that way of any kind of purpose once you lose what you thought your purpose is, what purpose was, or yeah, you just like, well, I don't want to exist. I don't, what's the point? You just go, Hey, I'm done now. Like I'm not me. I'm just, again, the cliche statement, but true. You just feel like a slab of meat. You're just like, well, I'm just existing. And, and, and maybe you've, you've met someone who has gone through that and, yeah. and they're saying things like this. I, there's no more reason to exist for me. And then it's, it looks silly to you right because you think no you're valuable yeah you have purpose and you, and, you know, and you can tell them what they're for you can be like yeah yeah you do all this and you do all that but unless that person focuses on that or if i focus on that then and it comes back to again talked about it a little bit before but our mind and our perception creates our realities yeah so i think that's what happened to me i went through this couple of crises of identity couple of losses of meaningfulness and purpose and realized I didn't need one. <laughs> like it was a weird thing. Like it was okay just to be me. Like I already was enough. I already was just Steve and that's okay. Cause in the past it was always like, no, I must be more. I must achieve this goal or do this purpose. I found meaningfulness in the simple things. Maybe, maybe I still do have, a desire for the purpose. No, I definitely do actually. But it's I still want to achieve those same goals, I think. But I'm okay if I don't. That's Maybe super that's interesting. You say sorry, just going through some. So that's super interesting when you said you don't need an identity. So that it sounds it sounds wrong, but I also think I know what you mean, and, and it's something that I've been uh, using very recently. So let's let's go into that. Uh, let, let me first tell you what uh, the part of me that, that thinks that doesn't make sense what you just said, and and that is um, to exist. It like if you don't have an identity, then you don't exist. <laughs> yeah. But everyone so needs to yeah. live and survive, and therefore 
everyone needs to have an identity, right? But but that's not what you mean, is it? Yeah. You. I think. Let, let me see if if, if um, something that I learned from a, from a guru recently uh, works with what you were saying. Um, an identity is a set of beliefs uh, about who you are and what you should be doing with your life. Is that? the direction yeah. you're going in bingo yeah again that okay. should be what you should be doing that's a very interesting phrase Ooh, yeah. that word should wow yeah i, I, I think we should that, have an entire episode <laughs> on uh, entitled uh should is a is a toxic word or something Redundant to that word. effect yeah so yeah yeah yep yeah. it's a, it's a non-word non yeah <laughs> uh -huh. i completely agree yep i and completely agree i hear that but that's what we do to lot. ourselves that's what we do to ourselves we tell we tell we tell ourselves we should be something yeah. Or we're told by society we should be something um, right society our parents have a huge influence our teachers in school our peers uh so you know it doesn't always have to be an authority figure it could just yeah happen um organically like earlier yeah. we're uh, offline we were talking about uh, codependency so this this can happen at any age uh but it's it's more common among children and adolescents that they define themselves through other people uh in their peer group and it's um and it's often shown outwardly by the clothes they wear or the haircut they have stuff like that and then symbols. they feel it's symbols isn't it it's symbols that connect us and then they feel they belong to a group and therefore they they have an identity and they're not lost yeah. or non-existent yeah but but it's actually it, it's no foundation at all it, it's fluff it's yeah. just made up Again, it, it, again, it's a projection of a deeper rooted need being projected in an easy way to see and visualize. So we yeah. need to connect um, and have relationships, people like friendship and community. Like sometimes we don't think we do, but when we lose that, we then realize we actually, even a little bit, we need that in our lives. And those brands or those haircuts and styles they're just yeah visual and it's good you know it's healthy to have that connection with people because often people that do the same things or wear the same things do tend to have similar perspectives not always but there, there are commonalities there that are internal um like again belief systems um but what you start to realize over time as you grow up is that you can meet someone that looks completely different from you and or has different brand tastes or different whatever but still connect with them because it's all about what's again on the inside and who we are or who we want to be, who we should be tends to just vanish at that point. It tends to just go away. We just realize that actually it's all just um, the external is often just a nice stepping stone to finding people that are similar, but we don't, it doesn't mean anything ultimately. Um, I was just trying to uh, think of some examples of identity crises or shifts, and I think more often than not, they are necessary. They are forced upon us. So, yes. so for example, if war were to break out in your country tomorrow, would you care about... Very topical, very topical. About, <laughs> sure. Would you care about, um, you know, which, which brand of cookies to buy? Um, your it would be a huge paradigm shift. Yes. Well, or uh, you mentioned earlier if sports were your identity, like even let's say you even made a career out of it. Uh, when do when do football players stop uh, being like professional 
top maybe so early these days. Late yeah, 30s? Like it, it, it's like yeah, 30s, 35, maybe, maybe sometimes even younger. So they they must build up an entire career outside of well, some of them train, but not everyone can become a train a coach. Um, yeah. you need to have something else prepared ideally rather than starting yeah. from zero at that point or um if if your if your health crashes or if you get older and and you just i don't know you lose your eyesight your your sex appeal yeah. just whatever you used but even even job like jo jobs jobs are what most people identify like the main focus on people's like like what, what do you do for a living is the question that most people ask that's how we tend to identify yeah. ourselves um and when you yeah jobs are temporary again it's all temporary things temporary 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 and once you lose those things you're like okay you might go find another job but it'll be a different role it'll be a different position so you have to readjust your um identity based around that almost or your perception and and um we often try to postpone that shift of identity as far as possible we don't want to Painful. change jobs we we don't want to oh, yeah. move to another country or or whatever it is and that just um, extends the pain, right? Uh, yep. So what is a, a good way, a healthy way to deal with, That's the, question. with the challenge? <laughs> Stephen has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what is a healthy way to because, deal with? Well, well look back on your own life. You, you said you've been yeah. through several shifts and so have I. And even though it was painful, even though it was painful at the time, aren't you happy now that you went through it? Yeah, yeah. Over overall, yes. Um, I just wish there was. I wish again. It's I shouldn't wish for thinking stuff, but um, I wish there was another way to get to the point I wasn't. I am now. I wish there had been something that was more gentle and more like um easy but it's not it's not easy and it's not gentle it's it's a full-on tornado at times sometimes again we go through our lives and we do change and we do change our identities for different things that happen to us but i think a lot of people go through what i call the crisis points and you kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier where there's certain situations which force them to really think about who they are and yeah. what what they want from life or what they want from um who they are and so gentle ways of doing it i think in between those moments that just happen to us i think it's like i can't again it's been a long time since we did the last well it's been a while since we did the last podcast but i think the last one was self-love and care wasn't it yes yeah and so it's just being gentle it's learning from a young age how to be gentle on ourselves because a lot of the pain comes from our own mm -hmm. like internal resistance mm -hmm. um to things it's again it's it's we we have to take control like we can't be the victim sometimes i do play the victim at times and go oh, i just hate this so much like i wish this i wish that but those are rare these days but when it first started happening oh my goodness the amount of time and energy i spent wasted trying to push against and not just accept and move forward i think um there have been times in this podcast where you have been an example to me uh, about accepting adversity. And uh, at least I can think of one where I said, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I, I struggle to accept some things. I just insist that they are the way I think or want them to be. Um, and it's taken time. Sometimes time is really all that 
you you can yes what am i trying to say the passage of time is sometimes the only thing to help you uh, overcome something uh, so, uh, yeah. fortunately not always but it it seems to be that way in my life with certain things um and i've come <laughs> to sort of accept that but yeah. let me tell you some a very uh, practical thing that I've been using the last few days to help with acceptance of adversity um, and and patience and so on, and, and that is um, a positive filter. So we often apply a negative filter to situations where we think, "Oh, why is this happening to me?" And I I, I could have prevented that mistake so simply. I I, I never make that mistake. Why, why did I make it that day? And it doesn't even have to be a big thing, but we make a big thing out of it in our minds because we only focus on the negative thing, like, like something we should not have done or, or something that should not have happened to us or around us. Yeah. And that is a negative filter because uh, in my little life experience, I could say there's a good and a bad to everything. So recently I've been saying, it is good that I couldn't fall asleep last night until 2 a.m. And then first, uh, my first reaction is stop, stop telling yourself lies, you know, you're, <laughs> is, you're yeah, just going to manipulate yourself into believing stupid stuff. And then, and then that's a slippery slope. That, that's a, a fear that I've often mentioned. Yeah, um, but that, then, but I am not so afraid anymore of that happening that now I'm capable of thinking further than that first knee jerk reaction to something that doesn't fit with my worldview. So I'm saying it's a good thing that I forgot to take my passport photos to the communal office this morning and I made a fool of myself and had to had to reschedule an appointment. <laughs> so yeah. real life ex uh, examples here. Yeah. Um, it's because at first I felt so stupid and embarrassed for doing that because I thought of everything else. I was prepared except for that one thing and, and so it fell apart. Um, so am I going to punish myself? But no, I tested the method again this morning. I said, it's a good thing that I forgot the photos. Yeah. And, and then I, that forces myself to become creative and to think, really? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe if I think hard enough, I might be able to come up with a reason, even if it's a hypothetical reason. Yeah. Maybe I am therefore able to use, to hold on to my old ID so that I can open a bank account tomorrow, which I couldn't have if I had handed over my old ID and needed to wait two weeks to get the new one. It's very good. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and because often if in retrospect, terrible things in your life, like we said, can turn out to be a huge turnaround yeah. in a good way. It's, yeah. But in the moment, you don't know that. But, but thinking yeah. hypothetically, to a future point where you can have that positive perspective. Yeah, yep. it broadens your perspective. Yep. That's one strategy. And so that creativity, cool. using my yeah. brain to find good in the world and Bingo. in other people is huge bonus. Bingo. That's, that's the phrase that was going through my head the whole time you were talking. It was again, finding the good in any situation is, it's a skill. It takes time. It takes a lot of practice. Um, some, people, some people do actually have it naturally. Some people do have that gift. Yeah. But... Yeah, it takes time, but no matter what situation you're in, you can find a reason to be like, oh, you know what? That was that was good. Even though it it, it knee-jerk reaction, as you said, is to think it's bad because it causes pain. But then pain is good. Like not in the sort of <laughs> sadistic kind of way, but like it's it's healthy. Think thinking, oh, um I've made a mistake or whatever, 
that is good because it then allows you to go actually no i didn't it's not a mistake it's not a mistake it's just it's just that it happened how is this beneficial to me oh i've been able to think uh, and turn this into a positive thing that in itself that simple little thing is actually an amazing positive but then you can go to the again to the bank account situation you can be like okay well actually no having this situation happen in a broader sense um there is always always ways to find good in it and that is a in a general sense it is very difficult because also we're talking about things that are day-to-day stuff let's take an extreme situation i guess let's say you've got a terminal illness let's say you're you're dying it's a very different uh situation when it's something that extreme to still see the good in something um i i'm a believer that it can be done but i'm also believe that it's important to process the fears and the struggles with those kind of things because it could be very easy to go you know what i've lived a good life everything's okay and that probably is reasonably healthy but also i think it's there's a few stages before that in acceptance and um being able to grieve for such an extreme situation um like a loss of a child for example as well these things cause people such pains such um trauma that it's very difficult to apply what we're talking about sure like um because the reality is more extreme in that situation and so i think it becomes practice that we learn to again through these everyday things that will help us when these times come because we're all going to experience these kind of things in the future like again extreme loss whether it's a parent family member um again even the loss of identity is actually probably on par because we actually we feel like it can feel like a death of the self not physically but of the personality of your identity and that actually is quite a that's a very serious thing i ended up in hospital for two and a half months because of those kind of things um mental health and physical health going on mm-hmm. um and so yeah training yourself like you're doing is and like we talk about anything on this podcast will make it easier it doesn't take away that it's difficult because it is blumenek like those losses are painful and we never again i never we never both of us never want to take away that of or trivialize any of those difficulties um because we do understand we do we do get that most of what we talk about is everyday things right but there are exceptions to rules and so i kind of just wanted to say all that because i think that often we can fall short not we like as human i mean we as humans on the practical and the theory so we're talking about i mean you talk about the practical because that was good um the examples we talk about the practical but the extreme situations yeah they're very difficult sorry just uh, personal stuff no no it's good that you go to that um extent because 
some people who listen to us might say, ah, you're just talking about every everyday simple stuff. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. You haven't uh, suffered yeah. the way I have. And that's yeah. probably true. There's always someone who has suffered more than, than we have. I have not had much uh, contact with death um, to, for my loved ones and, and near ones. So I can't talk much from personal experience there. Uh, but you remind me of the movie The Ultimate Gift, which is a beautiful story about a young guy who who did whatever he wanted. He only served himself all his life. Um, I don't know. He, he's probably in his mid to late 20s um, at the time of the, of the story. And his grandfather dies. Um, and... I don't remember the details, but but anyway, he leaves something of a scavenger hunt behind for this grandson yeah. because because he believes that all the other relatives are are lost causes. Yeah, <laughs> he can't yeah. he can't help them become better people anymore. But maybe yeah. this maybe this boy can, and yeah. so he goes through lots of huge challenges. Well, small starts with small with small challenges, but ends up being a huge challenge, and. Um, and in the end, he does fulfill the, the wish of his grandfather to become a better person, to uh, accept his flaws and to build connections with other people and to serve them. And there was a, a woman that he fell in love with whose little daughter uh, was terminally ill with cancer. And so that was the first time that he had really had to be there for someone who was dying and, and learn to... Uh, so, so learning to deal with with loss of life was one of the things that he got yep. to learn. Yeah, and um, this this brings me to a religious point. A lot of people believe that God is the one uh, creating the challenges for us. You know, deciding what do we have to go through, because um, you said be gentle with yourself uh, and don't don't cause more problems than than there have to be. Uh, and, and embrace the pain. Um, but who is the one? Is, is there someone who decides? Interesting, yeah. And, and some people believe there is, and then they will find meaning in, in appealing to that person, that yeah. God, and trying to figure out what do you want from me? What am I supposed to go through? And, yeah. and how am I supposed to develop so that you will stop giving me all this painful stuff? Um, and others will say, well, how, how can he be God if he causes pain, you know? Yeah. But pain and death should not be something to be avoided at all costs. Yes. Thank God. And, and we have seen that in the pandemic. A lot of people go overboard with avoiding just the possibility of becoming sick or even, you know, dying from a disease. And, and that is like saying, eh, it's not a perfect comparison, but it's like saying, I heard that someone in the neighboring town had a car accident and is in hospital. Therefore, I want all cars to be forbidden from the roads. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there, obviously there is differences, but yeah, so there's, the concept is the same in the sense that the fear mongering that goes on. Nobody is... do anything remotely dangerous yeah. because of the possible consequences. That's yeah. no life at all. There is risk yeah. and you should you learn to, yes. to embrace it and to, to, to find asymmetric risk where the, the possible upside is, is larger than the possible loss. And there is plenty of that. Yeah, it's just when you can't predict it. That's what was difficult about this situation. Is mm -hmm. You cannot predict who's going to have the virus and pass it on to you. So it became a very complex scenario. 
but I agree that there had to be a point where we, again, individually, again, there's no judgment on people that, um, you know, do it one way or do it the other way. It's different ways of doing things. But again, for me as an individual, there had to be a point where I was like, you know what, we've vaccinated, we've avoided, it's the damage that's been done to mental health and other things greater than what's potential because again can't quantify it going on and i was like for me again personally um was like okay i'm going to be more relaxed about things now um and in a way again like we've talked about perception you can take the positives from the negatives in the sense that actually a lot of people are now taking more risk and doing more challenges because of what they've been because of they've been in lockdown so so many people are changing jobs they're looking for more meaningful in life because they've been isolated for um you know a year and a half and they're realizing that actually again connections are important and again wouldn't want it again the way it's been done i struggle with i'm like okay well surely we should have learned these things a different way but for whatever reason again the universe just does what it wants to do the system just plays out and yeah because people have been shut away and had fear they're now pushing themselves they've seen they've seen in full blown i'm stuck in a house i can't go anywhere i can't do anything and miss that and i can't see people and they miss that and they realize how important that is so again you can find the positives from these situations and implement them if you wish or you can be like that was terrible um i hate everything um blah 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 Again, either way, that's just, again, it's personal reaction to things. But I guess what we're talking about with the um, with this discussion is that we can. We can choose. We can choose. We have. We can take control. We can actually, again, over time, it's not like suddenly you switch on a light bulb and, hey, look at me, I've got all the answers. Um, like you said, it's time actually is generally the thing that um, is best. Acceptance, patience, and time, I think, probably in this situation um acceptance that you probably have no control over certain situations uh patience that this isn't going to happen straight away and it's going to be a quantity of time that you may not be able to define it could be two weeks it could be two years it could be 20 years for you to fully go through that process and looping back around and accepting that that's the way it goes kind of thing it, you can't control what happens but how you react to it yeah i've always hated that statement but the older i the more I see it through and it's so annoying to be wrong about something and then realize that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not a huge fan of the saying either because yeah. then my question is, um, does that mean all I am is a reactor? <laughs> like not a nuclear reactor, but someone who, <laughs> yeah, 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 who yeah, only yeah, reacts yes. yeah. or, or can I actually be an agent, an actor in that sense? Yeah. Um, am I passive? Like only ever evaluating how to respond? Or can it actually create a situation? And it's, well, it's being it's all. It's being all of it. We can we can be all of it. It's complex, yeah. but we can be all of it. You can at certain times you can be the passive, which is in itself creating. You're choosing to be passive yeah. in that in a situation, letting things go, and then trying to figure out, okay, do I feel healthy enough? Do I feel mentally well enough? Do I feel uh, my circumstances now are okay for me to then be the leader, to be in control, to be proactive and do things reevaluate assess um and then maybe take time to rest again 
it's a constant process yeah. like it's a constant process of all these things earlier on there was something you talked about that i wanted to just briefly touch on um it was again to the same concept i can't remember the specifics but how we can be both situations we can be the hakuna matata concept and we can be the um like life has meaning life has purpose because that's how i am i think i've i have these goals i have what i feel is me and my identity and purpose in life but again i accept that if i don't achieve them so what like stop being such like a control freak mm -hmm. like just try and do them and if it doesn't work out the way you want then reevaluate reassess and move forwards and even if i never achieve any of those things whatever like i, I find again happiness and meaningfulness in small things like the fact that i just exist <laughs> like it's just nice to just to know that hey i'm steve okay like, yeah Let, let's go further down that road um so what, what you describe used to feel to me uh, like cheating um because you set a goal you don't achieve it and then you're okay with it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well you're you're both okay and not okay with it this is the duality of the, the multiplicity of the thing this is what um it's a very difficult concept for people to seem to understand because we kind of just one track things but it's okay to be all it's okay to just be like yep i'm annoyed at that uh i didn't achieve that but i'm also okay that i didn't achieve that you take that energy and you just use it as energy and you then store it and apply it later to try and achieve that same goal or a different goal or not having a goal just being like you know what i'm gonna play some computer games for a little while and that's it you know so the reason that this weird process is starting to be okay to me is that achieving the goal that I set or that someone set for me is not the thing that gives me purpose or the, the, is not the actual goal in a, in a sense. The, in, in German, there's a great saying, um, the, the, the path is the goal. I don't know if there's an equivalent in English, like the process to get towards something that you set out to get towards is what actually gives you meaning. The journey is more important than the end of the start. And yeah, yeah. that sounds like it. The, the journey, the journey is what counts and, and gives you meaning, uh, no matter whether you, you achieve that end or not. It's um, obviously sometimes it's necessary to, to achieve some certain goals like like you need a certain amount of money to to survive, or you need shelter, you need warmth. Well, you know, test a driving test, a school test. We're yeah. in situations where we have to go through that process, and it's not wrong. It's I mean, it can be, but again, it's not inherent. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Right. Your examples are very interesting. Let, let's get, get into. I, I, you keep diverting me, but it's fine. It's, Sorry, it's, we are it's, we are we are all over the place today, and I love it. Like yeah. uh, I hope our viewers, our listeners are okay, okay with this. You just mentioned schooling and driver's yeah. licenses. These are it's things imposed upon yeah. us, right? These yeah. are systems that we were born into. Yeah. And I was I was told you need an education be, if you want to survive in this world, because- well, You should have an education. Yeah. We, should use, we should use the term should, because again, need and should. Uh, yeah, so so this is a belief that was yep. put into me uh, early on. I remember being in fourth grade, so, uh, or even third. So being around nine years old, and there was a fire alarm in, in the elementary school. We all go outside uh, to to our, you know, we, we follow our, our teachers. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, points. And we wait. I don't know if the if firemen actually showed up or if it, if it turned out to be a false alarm or whatever. Uh, 
a lot of the children were cheering that yes the school is going to burn down yes <laughs> we're going to be free yeah. and i was just repeating something that my father had taught me and that is you need an education to get a job to survive in this world so i want to be able to do this schooling even though i yeah. often don't enjoy it and now i'm starting to question that i'm <laughs> especially when it comes to university and even more so when it comes to be uh, getting a phd <laughs> you know how much education is actually important and yeah. and let's say not whether you have an education or not because that's assuming that there is only one kind there is actually many different ways to get educated uh, we don't have to go into the details uh, but the well, other example bit, was a driver's kind of, license yeah we can a little bit we can a little bit before we get to driver's license stuff is we can get on a little bit in the sense that um we are kind of we're both lucky and unlucky in the sense that there's a lot of choice so you can go go down the route of an education. It's the, pro the problem is that we're taught that it's the it's the best or only way to survive. Yeah. That's the problem. Is we're taught we're told that you've got to go for a, um, the routine education of the system that's in place, and there's no other way that's th as good as that way. And that's the lie that was taught to us. It's doing it's still a good thing. Going for education and going through a degree, PhD, if that's the route you want to do and happy to go down. It's a very positive thing, or can be. Again, it can be. Again, mm -hmm. cannot be. Um, but it's the fact that we were told time and time again from an early age, this is the way that you survive. This is the way you'll make money. You get a degree. You get a good job in this certain bracket of money, and that's you. Congratulations, you've achieved what we've told you to achieve. Yeah. Um, anyway, driving license. So now you have done good, right? Now you, <laughs> yeah, you. And and no, it, it, that feeling of of uh, meaning, for, because you fulfilled someone's expectations or, or demands of you is real. That that does feel good, and some yep. people uh, strive for it all their life. Um, what's oh, the term? Sorry. What's uh, the term when you people pleaser? Yeah, 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 exactly. So that obviously it's not always a healthy thing. Uh, when we're children and teenagers. We are very um, dependent on what our parents tell us because we're not able to see the bigger picture for survival, for example. Yeah. Um, so that belief that, oh, it's actually a bad thing if my school burns down is, uh, is helpful because, yeah. yes, in a sense, education helps me survive. It also brings a, a cost with it and also has disadvantages. For example, it will implant more beliefs in you and you will follow a script your whole life <clears throat> and you will be an, an employee very likely and, and be taxed to death and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can talk yeah. about finances another time. Yeah, swerve just gently with that one. Um, but yeah, again, it, it creates a one track system and but then there is the um, counter argument. That's what we do with our discussions. We counter and recounter and fulfill just a whole spectrum of opinions and perspectives. And I think that's good that having education gives you freedom within the system. Again, it's because it's a system the way the system created. Yeah. But if you have a degree, you'll have more choices in terms of what's available. The issue is, again, it's the biggest, biggest, biggest issue with that is supply and demand like economics 
basic, where if everyone has a degree, then you're not as in demand. So it becomes more competitive. And so you have to get a master's degree to be able to stand out. Yeah. Then everyone's getting a master's degree. So you're going to have to get a PhD to stand yeah. out. And it perpetuates a very competitive, but also very dangerous um, way of quantifying our identity and success and our perception of who yeah. we are because um, it becomes a big challenge. Um, and yeah, life should be hard, but also it shouldn't be as hard as it is sometimes. I'll be honest, I, I don't get why we've made it hard on ourselves, why the system is so difficult. Um, like you talk again, even though we swerved it, come back to it, the taxes, the um, trying to get jobs, um, trying to make a living. Um, yeah, it's it's brutal at times. It's really brutal. Um, just to survive, like everything's going up at the moment. Like everything massively is, is increasing in its cost over here at least. And people are struggling. Food food banks never been a thing. How how do how in one of the richest countries in the world do we have to have places that even just regular families have to go to get charity donations? Um and that causes again struggles with per um uh, identity and purpose and meaningfulness because you when you have to rely on other people that can be very difficult for you thinking who am i am i just someone who rely, who relies on other people and actually it should be okay because we're all going to do that at some point like people will have to rely on other people in different ways but we're taught that that's a bad thing again within the system and it's it's not it's okay to have help from people um, um, I like your use of the word system. So you, you said it is uh, like uh, education, for example, will help you um, make progress inside the system. Um, and uh, I don't know, we could talk about what exactly the system is another yeah. time. Oh, yeah. But education, yeah. but I think uh, from the context, the, the audience has some idea of what we mean by inside oh, yeah. the system. And, and the crazy thing is there is more than one system. And like, um, the, the the matrix movies have helped people uh, articulate this feeling that they've had a long time already and that is that that there's few, something wrong with the system <laughs> yeah yeah a, a few people have created something for us yeah. and we're born into it and they say that's just the way it is yeah but we've and also we given, don't it, know we've any... given it away as well at times like generations before and ourselves have given that power to the people at the top right right to like, but, them by conforming, by by believing it, by going along, and you know, a lot of us are, are like children in in this system that we, be, yeah. we we believe them when they say this is the only way or this is the safest way for you. Oh, sorry, that's that was an interesting one. Um, maybe a topic for another time. But when acceptance isn't okay, <laughs> yeah. At what point? Yeah. Okay, we'll carry on. Definitely. Um. um so. So then you you learn about uh, how money works, for example, and and taxation, inflation, central banks, how money is created, um, how it can never be paid back in full and stuff like that. Um, and that... that's the education we don't get unless we <laughs> unless we find it out for ourselves. Right. That's what's interesting is that, again, traditional education, let's just call it like you know, straight down the line and then branch off with different kinds of education, you know, like 
yes, there are places where you can go to learn farming and go to learn how food works and how you know you grow things and how you provide for yourself in that respect. But that's not the system currently. That's we're away from that. But we still need that from other places. Yeah. So once we lose that, we have no idea how to do it. So that education is lost within our mainstream education with how the current system works with again like you talk about the banks the um financial um system um for using that word too much but it applies um and how it's probability wise it's set up for us to fail it's set up for us to not to not be um able to live at the higher tier to have the wealth or to have the freedom that is gained um from money and um having the lifestyle they tell us to have right and and money is ju- was just one example there there are many yeah. um systems that we're in and it's it's nice when you start to recognize it when when yeah. you're um in the Truman Show, and you finally hit the outside wall, yeah. where the the sky is made of <laughs> of wood or something, whatever that yeah. was, <laughs> and suddenly you, you realize, wait, I, I'm inside of something artificial, um, yeah. and I'm not saying, I'm also not excluding it, but I'm I'm not saying the everything that our senses Literal. perceive is yeah. artificial. Yeah. Uh, I can't exclude it, but let's uh, yeah, let's, 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 let's not go just... down the simulation <laughs> or whatever it's called, simulation theory, but um... but no, I'm talking about the 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 thing and it's not so much outside as i'm making it it's sound ideology yeah it's a it's belief that yes. has been passed on to you yeah and so how do you free yourself from it well you listen to other people who who say that there is something more than than what you've been told and you uh, find the ones that resonate with you um and you try not to get frustrated and angry again you try like that's what again it's it's the grieving process. We talk about it all the time. Again, um, the grieving process, and we realise that we've we've lost something, and we've just we've just found something. We have to go through a process, and again, focus on the positive, and make that as part of our identity. That we now have some knowledge. We now are free in what we know. But the problem is, is how to then change things. How to then. Um, live within the system until we can find ways to kind of create our own system i guess yep um that's that's a that's a challenging one again that's that's one that's going to will take years and decades so that the next generation can hopefully more fully live out outside of it again like crypto um like um a lot of i think as a as a planet I think societies are waking up slowly. Mm-hmm. I think we're all starting to realize that um, what we've been taught to believe doesn't have to be the way. It can be a way if people, if certain people want those those ways of doing things, and that's great. There should be diversity, but there should other options should be available. Like if you just want to go work on a farm, like if you want to live in a community, like it's traditionally it's it's like oh that's weird and backwater. You want to go live in a commune? <laughs> it's like. What is wrong with that? Like, that is a meaningful, loving, purposeful life to be able to just grow things yeah. and um, 
yeah, it, it requires blood, sweat, and toil because it's not, it's not like it's an easy fantasy. It's not like it's a stupid, um, false, uh, naive dream. It's a it's a brutal reality having to grow things, and those safety nets are gone. A lot of those safety nets are gone. Like again, if you remove the outside stuff, like the technology we've got, the doctors, everything, then that actually is creates a very painful society. Not necessarily wrong, not necessarily right. But if you want to go down that line, there should be a choice for you to go do that. There should be that option to go do that. And also to have both. Like mm. to like live within different systems um together. Like go to your nine to five job if you if that's, that's what you actually enjoy. And then if you actually enjoy after that going to live in your commune with people that have been growing food that day um but you've brought home other stuff to then pay for other things you know that doesn't need to be separate all the time it can exist together in my opinion mm-hmm. um how we get to that who knows yeah. just every day every day just akuna matata <laughs> and and strive for it at the same time there there are some people that I follow online uh, who are very practical, uh, you know, as far as uh, having their own little agricultural project and really being self-sustainable, becoming more and more independent from the the system that is built, that has been built for us, um, for our physical survival. But obviously the the mindset um, precedes that. So to come back to purpose yes <laughs> um, yeah I was, I was about to say but you go for it i find great purpose in whenever i learn about how i've been restricted in my beliefs so having new insights um brings new freedoms and that brings more responsibility as well because it means now that you realize that things actually don't work the way you've been told what are you going to do about it? Are you going to build your own thing like, like you've been saying? Or are you just going to go back <laughs> back into the matrix uh, where where the meat tastes juicy? <laughs> and, and again, that's okay. Like that shouldn't be that shouldn't be like like a bad thing. Because oh, at the end of go on. You said um you feel like people are waking up more and more. And yes. I wanted to respond to that. I think yes, but not everyone. I think oh, people are getting not. polarized more and more. I believe yes. that. There you go. Okay, now you're spot on. Yes. We, our, our true um, colors are showing more and more in this yeah. situation yeah. of adversity where some people say, what? That's how money really works? Or or that's how fragile our um, our markets are? Or, or politicians aren't really interested in serving me or stuff like lots of different beliefs will will suddenly just just disappear or or what um, the Canadian Prime Minister can just say that he will not give up emergency powers yeah. <laughs> he can just choose whether to do that or not yeah. um, and other people will say oh I'm glad we have politicians and and I'm glad they they've built the system for us because see a, a pandemic, um, shows the necessity for governments yeah. and yeah. Uh, and stuff like that and they will just go more and more into um just tell me what to do mode. yeah well again it's 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 again it's what you do um again use it earlier it's not what you do it's how you do it again government it's some sort of 
power is helpful if done right. You know, the government can provide things and help things in a way that actually, as individuals, we couldn't do. The greater um, uh, togetherness there is allows there to be more resources that can be used to help everyone. But again, it's because of corruption, because of um, selfishness that these yeah. governments um, <clears throat> use it to take away our freedoms um, bit by bit. Um, another thing that came to mind is the fact that this is nothing new. So this has been going on for millennia. Like this is this is something that's cycles of countries existing, power going to the few, um, either a revolution or war destroys that system or famine or whatever, and then it goes. But now it's becoming on a global scale. That's the difference in the last hundred years. So you know, um, the world well two hundred years the world has really only been massively connected actually in the last 30 years the way it is now with the oh, internet through telecommunication you mean through telecommunication all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff where instantaneously you can know what's going on anywhere else on the planet and communicate with anyone else on the planet and that allows that by that um that's the difference in our current state of um time is that it's on a global scale it's not just a country or two or even in in a world in world wars it was a bunch of countries versus a bunch of countries but other places were left out and different things happen different ways but now it is like everything is connected um and that causes the uh, polarization um to skyrocket it just because you can immediately find somebody else that has the same opinions as you and reinforce those opinions um through again internet and social media and all that and you just you just group we just group and group and then it becomes more extreme because we learn about what's going on elsewhere the fears the wars the hates the goods and the positives and the lovely things as well yeah. and people choose to focus on what they want to focus on so they're going to focus on those freedoms and want for freedoms or they're going to focus on um the hate and the fear and the anger we choose which side we go on whether it is by Daring our head in the sands and giving up our choice because that's still a choice like you know giving away our freedoms and giving away things that's that's solely a choice um and that's where we need to get a stronger sense of identity that's an interesting one actually willpower and sense of identity help us resist the bombardment of people trying to take away our freedoms even just everyday people wanting something from you that actually you don't necessarily want to give or buy or um time energy having a stronger sense of identity and who we are and what we want from life allows us to go actually you know what no that's not healthy for me i want to look after myself because it's important to again self-love self-care um or to go okay you know what yeah that's fine blah, blah blah and then that scales up to again um politics and economics and all that stuff that's really interesting so in a time in the Middle Ages, maybe when there was, when you knew nothing about what happened in the next town, <laughs> yeah. or or even the next continent, um, you were a lot more susceptible and, and gullible because there was only one information source, maybe. And nowadays we're overwhelmed with information, but whatever your opinion is, you can find an echo chamber uh, yeah. that that will you know, strengthen your confirmation, you know, strengthen your beliefs. And that's called confirmation bias. Bias, yeah. 
So, but but I also love how you say that it is possible to build mental strength and to yes. become more discerning about what is truth. Yeah, and we should have a whole episode on on opinion and truth. Uh, but we're almost out of time for this one. Yep. So uh, I just want to wrap up with uh, encouraging everyone to to strive for that mental strength, to to find your own truth, and to to be open to losing your identity, to becoming empty of all beliefs, because they are a program, they are a programming inside of you. You know, whenever information comes inside of you, you don't have to accept it. You don't have to fight it. You can just let it pass through and say, interesting. I don't know whether that's true or not, but thank you for that piece of information. It, it might turn out to be valuable in the future. If that is what you believe, then I will let you believe that it's, you know, even though, even how it so often is the case, I know that you don't know that. I, I know that this, that that's merely an opinion of yours, but I won't, I won't attack you on it because that's fine. And in a way, we, we don't have the right to it in a way. We don't have the yeah. right to try and influence somebody else's opinion. We can talk about it, educate, but actually trying to force things, opinions on people. Again, it's another discussion for another time, but again, to talk about um, uh, influence and coercion and manipulation and how what the difference is. And I love that we can just talk about it and all the different perspectives. And what you've just said there is absolutely spot on that we have a choice to accept or, and that what you talked about, the feeling like the emptiness, letting it all go is so freeing. It's like the way you talked about it being a superpower earlier in our discussion like beforehand, I think, or during. I call it uh, feeling bulletproof. That's my phrase that I use. Mm. Like you feel bulletproof to any external um, influence. You're grounded enough to know it's not going to affect me. It's not going to get past my um, my guard because, in a way, I let it go through me. It's 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 a contradiction, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I'm glad that we're both getting to those points. And again, it's a daily process. It, at the times, uh, those barriers will go down and things will, it's not a, oh, I've got the solution to life now and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> it's, a, it's an ongoing process that we hope everyone uh, joins us in and is enjoying listening to this. And um, your, you as the listener, your journey is going okay. And the, the pains that you are feeling um, do have purpose. And you have purpose just by being you. All right, thank you, and see you again soon. <laughs>